Okay, so our scenario for the day is a Pesach-related one. Uh, Shmerel goes up to his friend Beryl just before Pesach and says, I'm going away for Pesach. I'm going to one of these holidays or some retreat for Pesach. And I've rented out my house on Airbnb. For the duration of Pesach, there's somebody else coming into to the house. Uh, people sell their chametz. In this, in this case, he's rented out his entire house. I've, says Shmerel to Beryl, I've hidden away all my valuables. However, I have this very big candlestick, candelabra type of thing, silver candlestick uh, piece that I can't put away. It's too big. I can't put it away anywhere safe. And I'm not comfortable leaving it in the house when some random people are going to be in there. So Shmerel says to Beryl, would you mind, just for the duration of Pesach, would you mind uh, holding on to my candlesticks, my silver candelabra in, in your house? Uh, just, just look after it for me. It's all clean. It's not, it's not chametz. It's fine. And I'll come back after Pesach. I'll, I'll come back to pick it up. Beryl says to Shmerel, no problem at all. That's fine with me. Uh, I'll just put it with my silverware. It'll be safe. It'll be safe there. What happened? On the night of Seder, Sometime late at night, on the, on the first night of Seder, on the first night of Pesach, Beryl's house was broken into. Thieves came in. And one of the things they took was the beautiful silver candelabrum that, that belonged to Shmerel. Now, when I say that uh, the house was broken into, that's maybe a bit of a misnomer. Because the house wasn't really broken into. The house was walked into. Because Beryl did not lock his front door on the night of Seder. He left it unlocked and open. Uh, and so the thieves did not break into his house. They just walked into his house, into a, an unlocked door, and helped themselves in the middle of the night to silverware, including Schmerl's silver candelabra. The question is, is Beryl guilty of uh, not doing his job of looking after the, the, the silver candle candelabra and therefore does he need to pay the value of the candelabra to Shmerel when he comes back from his trip? It would seem obviously yes, he should because... Hashem What's Hashem Echinam? is somebody who is an unpaid guard he was doing a favor. He wasn't being paid to do this. Shomer uh, Chinam is obligated to, to pay for something that was uh, negligently stolen. If something was stolen from, from a Shomer Chinam, if he was doing his job, then the Shomer Chinam, the unpaid guard, does not have to pay. I was looking after something got stolen. It could get stolen from you, got stolen from me. But I didn't do anything negligent. However, here, he left his front door unlocked. Is that not negligence? So, was the front door unlocked out of an act of negligence, or because is it to be expected for Eliyahu to come in on Pesach? So that's a good point. Why did he leave his his front door unlocked? So Beryl's argument is: I was not being negligent; I was fulfilling a halacha, a, a law. It's it's presented in Jewish law. It's brought the idea that on the night of Pesach. One should leave one's door open, ajar, unlocked. Because it's called Lel Shimurim, a night of protection. 
which means we're protected from negative forces on the night of Pesach, just like the Jewish people back in Egypt on the night of Pesach, the night before the Exodus, uh, they were saved from the angel of death that came to smite the Egyptian firstborn. By being in their houses, they were, they were completely safe. They, it, they were not affected by this negative energy that was going on outside. So too, we're told, every year the same thing happens, that it's a night of protection, of divine protection, and it even says in Shulchan Aruch, an idea that's brought of leaving the door unlocked or open because you're protected on this night from negativity. And so, says Beryl, I, I wasn't being negligent. I was doing the normal thing. And that is to leave the door unlocked. Uh, and so, therefore, I should not be guilty here. So, his argument is, is, is quite a strong one. And it's and it, it is brought in, in valid halachic sources. Shulchan Aruch Harav, the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, says this idea of leaving the door unlocked. It's brought from, from earlier sages, the Or Zerua, who was a rabbi in Bohemia in the 1200s. That's probably the earliest source of leaving the door unlocked uh, or open on the night of the, of the Seder. And uh, he says the reason is to show our confidence and our faith, our faith in Hashem who protects us on this night. We're completely protected from negativity. Others say that the reason for leaving the door open is for Eliyahu Navi, like you mentioned, that Eliyahu Navi comes on the night of the Seder. That's our tradition. We, we open the door for Eliyahu Navi. But in earlier sources, it says that we leave the door open in case Elijah comes to announce the coming of Mashiach, which on this night, it's a, it's a propitious night. It's an appropriate night for Mashiach to come, just like the, the redemption happened in Egypt on this night. So too, the future redemption should happen on the night of Seder. And so in case Eliyahu should come, the door should be open so we can greet him immediately. We shouldn't have to delay by unlocking the door and finding our way out. We should be able to go out and greet him immediately if Eliyahu comes. And from here is extended our custom to open the door for Elijah the prophet, which, uh, which we say he comes spiritually to every Seder, every year. But one year we hope, we, we pray that it'll be this year, he comes physically to announce Mashiach is here. So this, this is a valid, real custom to leave the door unlocked, ajar, uh, for, uh, on the night of the Seder. Not just at the time of, of Eliyahu coming, but for the entire night. So it is brought in, in Shulchan Al-Kharav. However, there is a, a debate about this, about leaving the door open, uh, whether it should be done in a place where what's called in Arabic, Bari Hezeka, which means there is a higher risk. In places where thievery is common, where, where it's, it's dangerous, so perhaps not. There is an idea that we can be protected from negative forces. However, that does not include being irresponsible or relying on a miracle. If it would be miraculous for leaving the door open and, and you'd be safe, you can't do such a thing. You're actually not allowed to. And there's, there's two different ways this is put. The Alter Rebbe, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, Arav, and, and the Tanya, he writes in the Shulchan Aruch that in a place where there's a lot of thieves, you can't leave the door, door unlocked, you shouldn't keep, keep this, this custom. 
implying that if you're in a safe place, you can do it. Some of us remember times when here, even here in, in our city, you could leave the door unlocked at night. You wouldn't bother locking it. Your car would be left unlocked. There were times like that. There are some places in the world that it's still like that. You know, there, there are certain, you know, nice uh, a moshav somewhere in, in, the, in the middle of Israel where no one locks the doors. It's all, all, all open. Anyone can walk in any time because they're not worried about thieves. It's just, it's just not common. It's not a common issue. On the other hand, there are other places in the world where it's the, quite the opposite. My wife grew up in Brooklyn, where not only do you lock the doors of the house and the car, you don't even leave something in the car, a bag in the car. It might be just a shopping bag. Anything that looks like it might be worth stealing, you don't leave it in, in a locked car because it, it'll definitely be broken into. So the Shulchan Aruch HaRav recognizes that there are different places. There's, there's a place where leaving the door unlocked may not be the normal thing to do, but it's, it's not a, a, a major risk. It's very unlikely for anything to happen. You, th- there you should leave the door unlocked. However, in a place where there is a greater danger, where there is a, a likelihood of being broken into, then you should not leave your door unlocked. You should lock the door, even on the night of, of the Seder. Mishnah Brura, by the great Chofetz Chaim, he, he words it differently. He says that it's not the custom to leave to, to, to leave the door open on the night of the Seder. He rejects the custom as if it's not our custom. We don't do it. Uh, some have suggested that they're talk, talking about two different things. The Shulchan Aruch HaRav is talking about leaving the door unlocked, and the Mishnah Brewer is talking about leaving the door open. That there were, were people who their custom was to leave the door wide open for the night of the Seder, the entire night. They would go to sleep that way, with the door wide open, which is a beautiful gesture, if you think about it, the possibility of uh, Eliyahu Navi coming, uh, so we want to leave the door wide open, and we're so confident that no damage, no negativity, no thieves will come in, so we leave the door wide open because we're, pro- we're protected. There were people, places that did that, they left the door wide open ajar for the night of the Seder. That, the Mishnah Brura seems to be rejecting, we don't do that. Don't even try it. Don't even think of doing that. Whereas the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, the Alter Rebbe, says that as far as leaving the door unlocked, closed but unlocked, so there are, there are places where that would be a, a good thing to do, a safe thing to do, you can do it. Whereas if it wouldn't, then don't. Especially if the word got out in the thievery uh, community that uh, Jewish houses are left open, unlocked on the night of the Seder, obviously that would be really bad news. So it could be that what we do today, uh, these days, in most p- places, most cities, it would not be safe to leave a door wide open. In fact, in most cities, it wouldn't be safe to leave a door unlocked. And so what we do is we do open the door at a certain point in the Seder, after the grace, after meals, after the benching. And when we, we, pour, the, we pour the cup, we have a cup of, for Elijah on the table. We go to the door, we open the door, and we say a paragraph. And it's the most, I guess, uh, awkward paragraph in the Haggadah because it talks about God wreaking wrath and anger and punishment on our enemies, on the nations that don't recognize him and, and are against us. So it's a, it's a prayer that, that just like the 10 plagues were visited on the Egyptians, we pray that the enemies of the Jewish people should, uh, should be punished. And we say that at the open door next to the street. So by doing that, we are expressing our confidence in the protection of this night. We're not scared to say, open and out loud that the enemies of the Jewish people should be vanquished. And we say this with the door wide open. So we fulfill that sense of confidence and faith that we have in, in, in God. We also are opening the door 
for Elijah the prophet, that Eliyahu should come spiritually to visit us on this night. And we pray physically he should come to announce the coming of Mashiach as well. So we open the door for that as well. We fulfill that, but then we close the door. After that, we close the door and lock it either then or before you go to bed. We do leave it locked, certainly in, in places like where we live. So going back to our dear friend, Beryl. So he read that there's such a custom of leaving the door unlocked on the night of the Seder. But he didn't read the next part that says that in a place where thievery is common, where there's a danger, we, you don't do that. You lock the door. That we have faith, but we're also very practical. We don't, we don't just say that, that you have faith, so therefore you don't need an alarm system, you don't need security, and you don't need a lock on the door. Even on the night of the Seder where there's extra protection from the spiritual negativity of the world, but thieves that are lurking outside, you have to be practical and you have to lock the door. So therefore, as a Shomachinam, as an unpaid guard, Beryl's responsibility was to look after the candlesticks of Shmerel in a way that is normal and, and responsible and not negligent. And in, even on the night of the Seder, in a place where thievery is common, which is most places in the world, he should have had the door locked. And therefore, he is obligated to, uh, to pay the worth of the candelabra to Shmerel, who gave it to him when he comes back. Uh, and this is an example of how we have a spiritual faith in, in the power of the night, but at the same time, Halacha very much recognizes the realities of the place that you are in, of this world, and so therefore we do not rely on miracles. We believe in miracles. We believe miracles can happen, but we do not rely on them. We lock our doors.